What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Giants Nation podcast. I'm your um, uh, guys. Um, training camp, guys. Um, it's almost here. Um, as you guys can see, we are we're like three days away from uh, from uh, like we're like three days away when the new month hits. You now, um, you know, guys, um, it's been a very uh, it's been a very it's been a very uh, I don't look at I can't really bring up a name to describe the Giants. You know, OTA training uh, OTA practices. You know, um. But I'm gonna say this: I'm loving what this team is doing. You know, um, there has been some injuries, not not serious ones. Kayvon Thibodeau, he's been he's been uh, he hasn't been practicing for the past two days. But Brian Dayball, he did uh, he did uh, he did announce that the injury wasn't that serious. So um, that should be good news. You know, um, just stay, you know, the goal for these guys, you know, on this team, stay healthy, you know, um, stay focused and, you know, keep your, you know, keep your head in the game, you know, um, and I'm just very excited, you know, um, and I'm loving where this team is headed, you know, and I think the future is bright for this team, you know, and I'm very uh, intrigued on on what people have to say about about the Giants going into the 2022 and 23 season, you know, because for the past like decade, guys, and this really ticked me off. A lot of people say the Giants are a different franchise from all these other teams, you know, because we're a blue, we're a blue blood, you know, we don't we're not gonna you know like for the past decade we haven't been going we like even when off season started for this team we haven't John Mira Steve Tisch they never got the chance you know they really never thought like going into like going outside of their organization and getting bringing in guys that they have no close relationship with to bring them to the Giants because you know this is John Mira's team you know I mean John Mira he's gonna you know he wants to be in his comfort zone he wants to bring in guys that he knows very well guys like Dave Gutterman he, you know, he has some part-time relationship with uh, with uh, John Mira, you know. Um, but you know, like you gotta understand, we're in a different, you know, we're in a different time of football, and that's the one thing I was trying to uh, like tell, you know, you know, not just me, but a lot of other Giants fans. You know, we put up signs up in the in the stadium. Not to, and we weren't trying to make John Mayer feel like he wasn't doing his job right. We wanted, we were trying to actually make him, you know, make the right decisions. You know, John Mayer is not a bad GM. He's not a bad owner. You know, this guy, he won, he he won us four Super Super Bowls. You know, against Tom Brady. You know, against you know like. You like John Mira beat Tom Brady. He beat Robert Kraft. You know, I respect Robert Kraft though. He's a good man. You know, but John Mira's not a bad owner. You know, he's just been. You know, he he wants to, and I understand. He wants to like he wants to bring in guys that he knows so well because you know 
for the past decade, you know, even when the Giants won Super, won those uh, four Super Bowls, you can you can see that the guys that they brought in had close close relationships, not just with John Mara, but that know this team very well. Bill Belichick, he was our defensive coordinator. He knows the Giants very well. You know, it's just we had we had a. It was real. Like, we all found out, you know, like, even I was finding out, you know. This team wasn't, you know, we weren't cha- we weren't changing no heads. You know, we weren't headed we weren't headed in the right direction. We bought it. We literally got a GM and Dave Gutterman who literally destroyed this franchise. And John Mira and no one else told John Mira to bring him in but himself. Dave Gutterman took away Odell Beckham, Landon Collins, Olivier Vernon, you know. He took away a lot of good players. And just hearing, when I heard that Odell was getting released, I was, I didn't know what to do, you know. So we had a chance, you know, we had to find, that's why I was waiting for Gutterman uh, to get out of here because he didn't do anything with the Giants, but tear this team apart. And now we got a GM who already has brought this team back together. You know, a GM in Joe Shane who came from a very good football team in the Buffalo Bills. You know? So that's why I'm excited. You know? If the Giants do go to the playoffs, which I won't which I won't be shocked if they do. And you guys heard you guys heard all the details I was explaining, you know, yesterday, you know, about, like, on how the Giants could get to the playoffs. Number one, we're, number one, we're in a very easy conference. And the reason why I'm mentioning quarterbacks, you know, uh, the reason why I did mention quarterbacks yesterday, because, hello, we're in a, we're in a different league now. Quarterback, the quarterback position is the most, you know, it's the most talked about position now in, today, in, like, today's game. You know, like, if you look at the MVP conversations every year, there's nothing but quarterbacks. Quarterbacks are talked about nonstop. You know, why do you think everyone was so pissed off that there were ain't no good, there were no good quarterbacks in this year's draft because the quarterback position is important now, you know, because, you know, <laughs> they're talked about all the time, you know. And I understand. But I'm going to disagree with that. And I'm not going to disagree with that just because I hate quarterbacks. I love, you know, I'm I'm going to step up for my quarterback. If, if someone, if a defender pushes my quarterback for no reason, you know, especially if he gives himself up by going out of bounds, I'm going to, I'm going to stand up for my quarterback. Joe Burrow, he's a great, Joe Burrow, he's one of my favorite young quarterbacks. Joe Burrow didn't go to the Super Bowl just because of what he did. He went to the Super Bowl because of how good how good Cincinnati's defense was, and how good of oh how good of a receiving duo, you know, Joe Burrow had with Jamar Chase with you know you know guys like that you know good running like he had good backs. Joe Burrow was set you know that's why he went to the Super Bowl you know. The 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't take that team. Even though Jimmy Garoppolo, when he first got into uh, San Francisco, when he bought out, 
he didn't take the Niners. The Niners didn't go to the Super Bowl just because of him. They also had that pass rush with Nick Bosa, with D. Ford, you know, with Frederick Warner, guys like that. So that's all I'm saying, you know. Defense still, it it could like what the what the Cincinnati Bengals showed, what the San Francisco 49ers showed a couple years ago, is what I've been trying to say. Defense, defense still matters. And it's still going to matter because without defense, you're not going to win. I know we're in the offensive league now. I understand the quarterback can win you all the games, all this other crap. But Joe, the Bengals didn't show that last season. The Bengals went to the Super Bowl with good defensive play. You know, I'm pretty sure if the Bengals didn't have good defense, I'm pretty sure the Bengals would have got, got eliminated in the divisional round by the Tennessee Titans. Because the Titans' defense was killing Joe Burrow. They sacked that man 10 times. You know why they didn't? You know why the Bengals won? Because of defense. Ryan Tannehill threw the ball. The secondary showed up and intercepted it. And the Bengals won the game. Defense wins games. One side of the football can't win you every game. The whole team wins you the game. That's what I'm trying to say. You know? That's why... That's why a lot of us Giants fans, that's why we're so excited about the defense. Because we're not blinded by all this crap. We're not blinded about, ooh, the, you know, we're not blinded by, ooh, the quarterback can the games, all this stuff. As, you know, we all, the offense could take a step forward. The offensive line looks way better. I really feel like the Giants, when, I, I really feel like if our receivers can stay healthy and they can show up, I, I feel like our receiving core can be, at least the top 15, top 10, somewhere around that, somewhere around the rankings, you know, I believe Daniel Jones can ball out, because I've seen in the games where our offense balled out, Daniel Jones balled out, again, the game against the Saints, I didn't, I was scared to watch this, I was scared to watch that game, I thought we had no chance, you know, we had no chance in that game, and look at, look what we do, we beat the Saints in overtime, not only that, we beat them in their home opener. You know why? Because Daniel Jones had good protection. Guy showed up and good play call. Daniel Jones even showed up himself. The Giants went on the road and beat the Saints. They beat one of the most complete teams in the NFC Conference. That's when that was probably the best game Daniel Jones played out of his entire season. Daniel Jones threw 400 yards against against that Saints defense. 400 yards. That's why I'm confident, you know. But as much as I, but as much as I'm very as much as I'm very optimistic about the offense, I'm a defensive guy, guys. You know this. I love defense. I'm gonna. I'm riding. I'm. I'm always gonna be riding the train that defense wins championships because defense has been winning us championships for the past. 30, 40 years, etc. Look at the guys that look at the guys that we had in our defense. Guys like Lawrence Taylor. Guys like Carl Carl Banks. Guys like Ocean Nomura. Guys like Justin Tuck. Those guys were the reasons why Eli Manning should be in the Hall of Fame. And Eli Manning would agree with me on that. And I like Eli. You know, Eli did his part. Eli made uh Eli made big plays. The helmet catch, the sideline catch by Mario Manningham, 
the helmet catch by Will Tyree. You know, Eli Manning did that, but the defense finished it out, just like the Cincinnati Bengals. Why do you think everyone's keep? Why do you think everyone keeps comparing the Bengals to the Giants? Because what both of these teams have been dealing with are, you know, are not that different. <laughs> the Bengals, they what they've been dealing with for the past two decades. It's something the Giants have been, have been dealing with for the past decade or so. And now the Giants, they it looks like they're following that footstep that the Bengals are, have taken. After one year, we no one thought the Bengals were going to go to the Super Bowl. You know, I didn't think that. You know, that's why I apologized to the Bengals fans because I was wrong. I didn't, I didn't think the Bengals were going to go to the Super Bowl, you know, because they were still rebuilding, you know. I I did say Joe Burrow is going to take a step forward, but I didn't I didn't really think the Bengals were going to go to the Super Bowl, you know, because they have a young team and they were and they were rebuilding and it takes time for a team that's rebuilding to you know take that next step forward, you know. But seeing that, it's clear to say that it doesn't matter how you know how young your team is, as long as you show up, as long as you can build you know, a demon in your team, you can win games, you know, that's, and that's what I'm seeing in the Giants, you know, hearing Saquon Barkley saying, just hearing what Saquon Barkley was saying, you know, when, you know, for his first ever press conference for this season, saying how he wants, like him saying that everything the critics are saying is a bunch of BS, that's what you want, you know, so yeah, that's why I'm excited, you know, because defense, even though we're in a different game, even though the game has changed, we're in a different time now. I understand that, but with the Cincinnati Bengals show, that defense still matters. That's all I got to say. Speaking of defense, uh, so guys, um... You guys um, wanted me to talk about the Giants secondary. Obviously, the quarterback position is still a question, and we're going to find out who's going to be our number one cornerback. You know? You guys, so look it. I'm starting to feel like, and this is not a spoiler. I'm not trying to spoil anything, but I really feel like a Dory Jackson could be that number one cornerback for the Giants. You know? Because I'm just seeing how this guy's playing, and it's it, it really feels like to me that he's not wasting no time, you know, embracing embracing the top cornerback role for the Giants. And you know, this is a guy coming from a very good ten, coming from a very good Titans defense. You know, everyone thought that like Adore Jackson on paper, he's very he's a top talent. You know, obviously, but on the field, like, we all, you know, like, that was the one confusing part because no, like, no one thought, okay, this guy's good on paper, but can he show that on the field? And he didn't. He got hurt, you know. Obviously, COVID was still happening, but this guy looks like he's stepping up to the plate, you know. So, just, so, you guys wanted me to talk about uh, the cornerback position, and you guys want to know, Justin, who could who could be 
the number one quarterback, you know, for the secondary, you know? Oh, look at it. As soon as official word came down that, you know, we all heard that about James Brad that uh, James Bradbury was no longer on the Giants roster. A message came through on the defensive backs text chain. It was created by Dory Jackson. And it, you know, and it sent a, a clear signal to the remaining cornerbacks. You know, you know, cajoling them not to, you know, wilt under the, you know, the heat of critical, you know, scrutiny. Now that the leader of the group was gone, James Bradbury, you know, you know, Bradbury was was released so that the Giants could gain 10.1 million dollars. You know, you see now if the Giants weren't in, you know, if the Giants weren't in any salary cap hell, we could have kept James Bradbury, but we couldn't. Because Dave Gutman messed it up, you know. And Joe Shane, that was his number one goal, was to fix, you know, was to fix the salary cap uh, uh, situation. And we had to get rid of Bradbury, you know, to, you know, to, um, because we we needed to pay our young guys, you know. So someone had to go, you know. Bradbury was released. The Giants, so that the Giants could gain $10.1 million in salary cap relief. You know, the new front office and coaching staff acknowledged that this would be a better team with Bradbury, but the finances, you know, it just didn't fit, you know. Now, if you're going to ask me what was left behind, a group of cornerbacks, you know, which, you know, and obviously the, you know, like, a lot of people would want to ask this, like, which outsiders are eager to circle as a reason why the 2022 Giants defense will not, you know, make the grade. Look at it's just look at it's just an opportunity for, you know, for this team, you know, as individuals to do what you know this team ha- you know has to do and step up and go play and do something for themselves, you know. Because the situation, you know, is going to hit every cornerback in the secondary. You know, either, you know, you want to or not. Go out there and do what you can, you know, and compete and make it hard for, you know, for the opposing team to make those type of changes, you know. You know, so just like that, you know, Jackson, so just like that. It looks like Dory Jackson moved up in the pecking order, you know, from cornerback two to cornerback one. That will, now obviously, that's going to be a daunting challenge for Dory Jackson, especially for new defense coordinator Wink Martindale, you know, for returning cornerbacks coach Jerome Henderson and for new head coach Brian Dayball. Martindale, he wants, you know, he wants, he's demanding that the corners play aggressive man coverage. A departure from the preponderance of zone defenses used by the Giants in 2021. At the start of, you know, at the start of his NFL career, linking Jackson to a top-tier cornerback spot was realistic, but this, he didn't live up to that advance. You know, you know, he didn't live up to that advance. You know, and nowadays, this guy he's gonna have to get a whole lot of you know he's gonna have to get a whole lot done to you know be seen as a bona fide number one corner, you know. Hearing just like hearing Jackson say like it's me believing in myself and the confidence that I have put in my work, 
that's true. You know, and confidence comes from, you know, men, you know, confidence comes from mentally and physically being prepared. So no matter what the situation is, no matter what the task is, you go out there and you're confident in your prep and mentally being prepared for what you're doing. The sky's the limit. You know, the sky's the limit, guys. You know, like at the end of the day, it's on you. You know, this guy, he was the 18th overall pick in the 2017 draft. You know, he was a hot shot out of USC and he became an immediate starter for the Titans with very success until a knee injury limited him to just three games in 2020. He was released. The Giants, with money to spend, you know, wrote a three-year, $39 million contract in free agency. A deal instantly panned as exorbitant by most, you know, talent evaluators. Dory Jackson, he only played in 13 games, you know, in his debut with the Giants in 2021. You know, missing time late in the season with a quad injury. Though, this guy is best remembered, you know, for dropping what should have been a game-stealing interception, you know, in the end zone in a week three loss to the Falcons. You know, he actually was an effective player. You know, Pro Football Focus graded him as the 15th quarterback in the NFL, and his coverage rating was fourth best, only behind Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey's the best quarterback in the league, and this guy was ranked behind him. Not only that, AJ Terrell and Darius Slate. By comparison, Bradbury was ranked 58th among all quarterbacks, a down year after a Pro Bowl 2020 season with the Giants. You know, Henderson said, he is, look at, this is what, what Jerome Henderson was saying. He said he's not looking at any player as a, as a number one quarterback and has asked Jackson, who's very young, Adore Jackson's very young, he's only 26 years old, to mentor the young players, you know, because Dory Jackson, he's literally the only, you know, he's the only, like, experienced player at this position, you know. The other guys that are at the quarterback position are young. Aaron Robinson, young. Darius Williams, young. Darnie Holmes. And rookie, uh, uh, and rookie Cordell Flott. All the all these other cornerbacks are young guys, you know, but I, I really feel like we have potential. I think... I, I would love I wouldn't mind seeing Cordell Flop play you know a cor- play cornerback you know you know obviously he has a lengthy body you know he can stretch you know he can stretch his body across the field and make huge plays you know I saw I saw a lo- I saw a little bit of, I saw a little bit of improvement from Aaron Robinson you know seeing how he played against you know no, uh, especially with the number one receivers he had to go up against you know well not number one receivers but receivers that pretty good he did a good job you know i believe in darnie holmes if he can stay healthy and darius williams if he can stay healthy i i think he can uh, show up you know all i'm saying is this you know especially for these young guys be that guy that takes them under you know oh wait this is to dory jackson if i'm a dory jackson this is what i'm trying to think i'm trying to tell myself i need to be that guy I need to be that guy that takes them under your wing and talks about your development and how you get here. You know, I need to be that guy that tells myself earning a second contract in the league is a big deal. And the second contract that, you know, and the second uh, contract he got is a big deal. Help, I got to be thinking in my health, uh, health, in my head, help them have that career that they earn that second contract like he did. Jackson grew close to Bradbury. 
in their one season as teammates, and admitted it was devastating to see him leave. You know, but at the end of the day, you know, here this is what Jackson said. I gained a brother in the process of knowing him. Darren, you know, like, it's like, you know, like, just hearing him say that, you know, especially with his, uh, his long relationship with Bradbury, it, you know, hearing, like, it's kind of relatable to, like, seeing your brother going off to college. He's my brother. He goes somewhere else, but at the same time, still being in touch with him and happy for him. Jackson is planning on a jersey swap when the Giants play Bradbury's new team. That will be twice this season as Bradbury signed with the Eagles, you know, who right now are looking like a heated, a very heated NFC East rival. Jackson was saying that sucks. It does, you know. Bradbury's assignment, obviously, is running with the opponent's top receivers. Now, that's going to fall to Adoree Jackson. All I got to say is this. If you're given a role, you have to believe you you have to believe that you can do it and do it at the highest ability. That's what I got to say about this whole situation. You know, and I look at it's going to be crazy. You know, and I think this is I think the Giants and Eagles, I think obviously we're going to play the Eagles because there are, you know, there are division rival. Adoree Jackson, he he this guy, he needs to go out Obviously, you know, because the Giants, you know, they they have one game at home, one game in Philly. Adoree Jackson, he's gonna have to show up. I think there's a good. I think we could. I think there's a good chance we beat Philly in MetLife because the Giants play very good at home. You know, Adoree Jackson, he's gonna have to show up, and there's good. He's probably gonna be going against Devontae Smith because Devontae Smith, he's you know, or or AJ Brown. Adore, it doesn't matter who he's going to be uh, put up against. Dory Jackson has to show up. If he can show up, you know, and put, not just against Eagles, but for the entire season, he has to show not just to the fans, but he has to show to the young guys as well that, oh, I'm the guy you need to follow. I'm the guy that's going to take you in the right direction of being a much more better quarterback than you were in college. You know, that's why... That's why I'm. That's why I. That's why I'm loving what this guy's doing in training camp. Well, not training camp. In uh, OTAs, he's showing up. You know, he's being that leader. You know, so let's see what happens. But it's, I think this story. I think the Giants and the Eagles. I think that's gonna be the biggest story. Just because I actually there's a there's a big story between these two teams. The Giants. You know, um, the Eagles took the receiver the Giants wanted to get. And Devontae Smith, and now the Eagles take, you know, they take another guy of ours in James Bradbury. We, we, we need to, we need to take down the Eagles just for that. You took away our, and, but I'm pretty sure, like, there's no question. If the Giants had enough money, you know, I'm pretty sure we would have paid James Bradbury and he would have stayed with us, you know. But we couldn't. We didn't, we didn't get rid of him because we didn't like him. We got rid of him because we couldn't. We couldn't fix our salary cap. We were in salary cap hell, and we couldn't pay him money. That's why he left. Now he's with the Eagles. Dory Jackson has to show up. He needs to bring out all that fire out of him and blow it in the Eagles' face. You know, he needs to show up, you know. So let's see what happens. Yeah, guys.
I think Adore Jackson's going to be the number one quarterback. We need these young guys to show up. If these young guys can show up, I think we got a chance to get into the postseason. I think we got a chance. So, yeah, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Um, let me know how you guys uh, feel about what I said about about Adore Jackson being a number one quarterback for his team. You guys think he can show up or not? Let me know. I will be doing another one tomorrow. Yeah, guys. I'll see you guys in the next one. I'm out. Peace.